Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Top of the hour. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. Craig Mish, Jane Martinez in for Scotty Farrell on his way to Las Vegas for the 2022 NFL Draft. Scotty will be, of course, back on the show tomorrow. We're following a lot of stories today in sports. One big story in Major League Baseball as the Mets and Cardinals are going at it right now, getting ready to finish up their game day in a bench-clearing brawl. We don't see that too often, and now the pictures are starting to get taken. The video's starting to pop around YouTube with one of the coaches for the Cardinals tackling Pete Alonzo to the ground. He'll probably face a suspension. The Cardinals are getting more out of the Mets, though, today. It looks like they're going to take home this win. Yeah, absolutely. It is actually a final now in St. Louis, Craig. 10-5, the Cardinals do take this daytime game to win one game in this series. But remember now, Chris Bassett, we were talking about it earlier in the show, right, that this was kind of bubbling up a little bit already. We kind of heard the response. Your trained ears even kind of expected something like this potentially today between the Mets and the Cards. And Bassett was saying this. I mean, he had a great start, but he's upset the way his team keeps on getting plunked. The MLB has a very big problem with the baseballs. I mean, they're bad. Everyone knows it. Every pitcher in the league knows it. They're bad. They don't care. The MLB doesn't give a damn about it. They don't care. Um, we've told them our problems with them. They don't care. What are the problems with them? What's different about them? They're all different. The, f- the first inning, they're, they're, they're decent. The third inning, they're bad. The fourth inning, they're okay. The fifth inning, they're bad. Um, then we have different climates. Every- everything's, everything's different. There's no, new- there's no common ground with the balls. There's nothing, nothing the same. Outing to outing, they're bad. What do you think I don't know, about Dave, this, Craig? Like this show, like our four fifteen Eastern segment was really good. Our four thirty, nah, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, Dane. I mean, I got to be honest with you here. If if I mean, maybe Chris Bassett is about to start a revolution on the baseballs here, but you know that once he is asked something, everybody's going to be asked something. Exactly. I got. Uh, let me see. Five oh four here on the East. Only yeah. other pitcher that's asked about the baseballs is Miles Michaelis. He says no issue. So I don't know. I mean, maybe we will find out that Bassett is the truther, but until then, I don't know. 
All right, but listen, it's not like the ball hasn't been a topic of conversation over the last, I don't know, three, four years at this point in time, right? Whether they were being manufactured in Costa Rica or Honduras by Rawlings or someone else, if they had sticky, tacky substances on them or not, if the stitches were raised a little bit or not. Do you think it's viable that there is a lack of consistency across the board, but you think this is just Bassett, at least for now, complaining? about it because when I hear these things it sounds like there's usually one then there's more and then we start to hear more and more about it after we get behind the curtain and I kind of think this could be the beginning of hearing it more and more but you don't think, you think it's a one-off issue as of now it's Dane it's five o'clock on the east the reporters have been in the clubhouse <laughs> they've been asking these questions where are the answers when something like this happens in baseball if you're a reporter that's worth two cents this is the first thing that you're doing is you're not talking to the starting pitcher today, Dane. That's not happening. You know that. But everybody else, you're going around and you're asking those questions. I'm still waiting. I'm on social media. I'm waiting. Now, look, it may happen. And and I'm not, I'm not as we welcome in our radio audience, by the way, this is Coast to Coast, Craig Mish, Dane Martinez. We're talking about this uh, baseball consistency in the league and Chris Bassett's comment. I'm not saying that he's wrong at all. And you're right, Dane. This may lead to a steamroll. It is very possible. Mm -hmm. But until it does, right. he's the only guy. He's the only guy All right. ta talking about Fair it. Right enough. And I'm not Fair saying it's wrong. But I also want to say this, Dane. One more thing. Anybody who <laughs> refers to Major League Baseball as the MLB, I kind of discount you. Like, I mean, it's Major League Baseball. <laughs> league it's not baseball. the Major League Baseball. It's the NFL. Listen. It's the NBA. It is not the MLB. How do people not? He's play He's a Major League Baseball player. I buy that. You know why? Because you're talking from someone who was born and raised in the Bronx, okay? And it actually does have an article there. So I understand what you're talking about. Early uh, or other earlier day action here in Major League Baseball, not the MLB. The White Sox got a 7-3 victory over the Kansas City Royals. You talked about it. Dylan Cease was pitching very, very well. He finishes with six innings, gives up only three hits, strikes out nine in a Chicago White Sox victory. And then, Craig, we were also talking about this Dodgers-Diamondbacks game, right? Yeah. And we talked about... Could Arizona actually win back-to-back -back games against the Dodgers? Well, they're up one nothing right now in the sixth inning, and we were also looking at Zach Gallen, and Gallen has pitched well through five, but he's got 71 pitches in. I got to ask you, how do you feel now about my call of under five-and-a-half strikeouts? He's 71 pitches in, and he's got four so far. Ooh. I've still got a wiggle room, a little bit of one. What do you I think? I feel good for you. Yeah, I, I think he's probably got one more inning at One most. more inning? But uh, Nick Ahmed hit a solo home run off Julio Urias. But this is what we talked about, Dane. Like you're, you're. I mean, you're still probably not getting plus money on LA Live right now. But this is it, right? Like this is the this is the time probably to jump in because Gallon's only going to go another inning. They have Absolutely. Melanson, I guess, to close it out. But do you really feel good, Dane, about anybody in the seventh and eighth with them? I don't. Dodgers could easily win this. Absolutely, and I do feel good because Craig, the Dodgers are at plus money on the money line right now down by one run in arizona and craig it's plus 146 that's a nice number to get a dodgers comeback especially because we both believe gallon is not long for this game more coast to coast when we come back
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back in, everybody. Coast to Coast marches on on a Wednesday. Dane Martinez and Craig Mish in for Scotty and Carver. They will be back tomorrow live from Las Vegas getting you ready for the NFL draft where SportsGrid will have wall-to-wall coverage giving you the winning edge and telling you what is happening as these guys hear their name called in Las Vegas by the commissioner. But Craig, we got some baseball to discuss. Last night, the Yankees, and I'm a Yankees fan, and I'm wondering like, how many times are they going to get shut out this year? How many times are they going to play to the under this year? How many times are they going to strike out this year? Well, last night, they outslugged the Orioles 12-8, and Anthony Rizzo hit not one, not two, but three home runs. Listen to the third one here, courtesy of the Yes Network. High fly ball down the right field line. And it's gone! A home run for Anthony Rizzo! Right down the line, right inside the pole. His first three home run game of his career. And the Yankees lead And Rizzo here in the eighth. So it's cool. When I look at it, Dane. 12 runs here, but, I mean, is this sustainable? It looks like a bad offense, in my opinion. We were joking about it before when we were talking about Nolan Ryan getting the strikeouts of guys like Gallo Mm -hmm. (laughs) still in the lineup. But they did get 12 runs last night. What do you think about this Yankees offense? Yeah, so it's funny that we're talking about the Yankees. So uh, I was at a a game last week. I go to most of – well, not most. I go to as many Marlins games as I can these days. And uh, there was a scout from the Yankees there, and we were just kind of talking about the Yankees. And at the time, Dane, they were, like, having a really hard time scoring runs. And he was pretty emphatic, like, this is just going to be a very streaky season for the Yankees. They're going to score a lot of runs at times, Dane, and at times they're just going to go dark. 
And, uh, and look, I don't know if it's the Orioles pitching or whatever it is, but they're hot right now. A lot of the guys are hitting on the team. You saw Rizzo hit three home runs. Rizzo's on a one-year deal. It's a much different situation than what he was in last year. He got traded over. Dane, you see Yankees players, they get traded to the pinstripe. Sometimes they do well. Sometimes they feel the pressure. It looks like Rizzo's really enjoying his time there. There's no doubt that that porch is going to help in right field. Everybody knows that by now uh, with the Yankees. But look, I mean, what is there to say at this point? If they, if they can get a 30 home run season out of Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo can parlay this into a two-year deal probably with somebody else in the offseason, or he can end up staying in New York. But leading the league in home runs on April 27th, didn't have that one, <laughs> for sure. This is true, but you know, you talk about them being streaky. I think that's part of the team construction, right? When you have all of these three true outcome guys, if it all yeah. lines up, you know, yeah, it could come up boxcars, but it can also come up snake eyes. And my problem as a Yankee fan is when you get into the deeper stretches of the playoffs and you face better pitching than the Orioles, for goodness sakes, you know, good pitching shuts down good hitting. And I don't see a lot of rallies being able to happen from this Yankee lineup against good pitching. So that is my fear down the road. The Milwaukee Brewers also put up a 12 spot last night, Craig, beating the Padres 12 to 8 behind two home runs from Willie Adamas. We get the second one here. Check it out from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. This oh. one blasted deep left field. Willie Adamas, has he done it again? He sure has. A career high for Willie Adamas, seven RBIs in the game. 10-4, Brew Crew. There you have it. Milwaukee getting 12 runs last night. The issue for this team, I think, has been the offense, right? The starting pitching this team can run out. Obviously impressive. The back end of the bullpen as well. So they get 12 runs last night, and their manager, Craig Council, says it was nice for their team to, you know, break out of a slump and have some offense last night. Listen to him. We may not have. Oh, there we go. What's Craig Council? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's a, you know, it's an exhale for sure, um, just to put a big number on the board, and um, you know, it feels good. And obviously, a couple guys, uh, you know, Colton had a couple. Colton had a big bunt, and then a, and then a big base hit. So it, you know, felt good for a guy like Colton too. So that was, um, um, you know, it's a, it's a good just for a little exhale. What do you think, Craig? I mean, we know about Woodruff. We know about Burns. We know about Peralta. And we know the Milwaukee Brewers were heavy favorites to win the NL Central. Like, if their offense comes around, what's the ceiling for the Brewers team? Yeah, and, and, and a really good team. And yeah, there, there's no doubt, Dane. And, and by the way, one of the more under-the-radar deals that was made last season um, with the Rays sending Adamas over to Milwaukee. Remember, Adamas got some MVP votes in the National League. Why did the Rays make that trade and only get back a couple of relief pitchers? Well, they have this guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, they named Wander Franco, who they wanted to take mm -hmm. over at shortstop. That's why they, they moved the Thomas <laughs> there. But Milwaukee will take advantage of that situation. Obviously, Yelich at some point is going to have to get hot. Uh, I mean, Bellinger is sort of resembling a little bit of what he did before, and that's the comparison that's being made, is eventually Yelich will get hot like Bellinger. I don't know that to be the case. We haven't seen that yet. But... Right now, the issue that we're seeing in baseball, Dane, and this could change in a month, is that these teams that were built with all of this power, there really hasn't been a lot of power in baseball. So where's the advantage? The right. advantage is going to be with the starting pitching, and Milwaukee clearly has that. Uh, they should still be the favorites in that division, but St. Louis is clearly a very good team. And right now, uh, you know, the Cubs, this kid Suzuki, they're riding this kid Suzuki and, yeah. and playing pretty well as well. So, you know, Pittsburgh, no shot.
But uh, look, maybe it's a little bit more wide open than we thought, but I still have the Brewers as the favorite. All right, fair enough. We've been talking all show about how the Diamondbacks are up one nothing right now on the Dodgers. This would be back-to-back wins for Arizona because last night they upset the Dodgers 5-3. David Peralta went ya-ya. Listen to how it sounded on Bally Sports Arizona. Fly ball, hit into right center. He hit it pretty well. Back of the warning track at the wall. The overhang. Two-run homer. David Peralta and the Diamondbacks grab a 5-3 lead. All right, there you have it, Craig. They win 5-3 last night. They're up one nothing right now. Zach Gallen is through five and two-thirds, and he's got a one nothing lead here. But as we've been noting, he's now at 89 pitches. So I don't know how much longer he's going to be in this one. You see this as an opportunity to come back on the Dodgers live betting? Yeah, I, think, I know they have runners on. I, I think with Gallen, the fact that they let him go this far tells you it's because – He's pitched this well. They're up one nothing, and it's still in the middle of an inning. So to me, that's probably more of the story there. Arizona, uh, Bumgarner's off to a good start too. So that's nice for them. But beyond that, their offense is more or less a wreck. Uh, you know, in in the end, that trade that they made a couple of years ago, Dane, for Zach Greinke when Greinke was at his peak. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they did get Seth Beer, but beyond that, my gosh, like like uh, Corbin Martin and JB Buskowskis, like none of these guys have really worked out for them. Arizona hit the reset button after losing 100 games last year, and I'm sure that even though April baseball is showing that they can beat any team on any given day, that's going to change in May and June. All right, the Phillies took out the Rockies 10-3. This guy went 7-1 on his money on Dinger Tuesdays with Charlie Blackman going ya-ya last night. But listen, the Rockies really hurt themselves, throwing the ball all around, making silly mistakes. Listen to what they had to say on NBC Sports, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Gets away, and that'll score Alec Bohm. That's and it goes out too. toward the mound. Here comes Didi. That is a poor decision, and the Phillies get two more. The Rockies are just throwing the ball around. Hey, Craig, what do you think about this Phillies team? I mean, pick a horse in the NL Central. We, were, I mean, the NL East. We were talking about the Mets before. There's the world champions there. Wheeler and Nola are still a nice one-two punch for these Phillies. Who do you like there in the East? Yeah, I mean, I, I still think that this is the Braves' division. They've played a month, or not a month, but they've played close to a month without Ronald Acuna Jr. They're going to get him back. Adam Duvall hasn't done a thing. Eddie Rosario had eye issues. Danny was hitting like 50, like .50 in the, in the time that he that he was there. And also, um, you know, Charlie Morton hasn't pitched well. He's hurt too. I, I think that Atlanta gets it figured out. Philadelphia is an extremely hard team to read. And I hope that they can turn it around for their SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. I'm Craig Mish in for Scotty Farrell. We'll be joined by Dane Martinez coming up in just a few minutes. It's great to be with you here on this Thursday. In some future world, in some future life, where I'll be hosting a show at 3 o'clock in the morning, a guest will be coming on at some point, and it will be like 15, 20, 30 consecutive years of me doing shows and segments with our next guest. And that is Joe Pizzapia, who joins us now, of course, of Sports Grid's Diamond Bets and also the Fantasy Black Book and fantasy pros and uh joe i don't know how many times i think i could probably have a recording of me saying joe it's great to be with you and great to see you yet again and we could just play that back for this for the next 20 years how are you i'm doing well and i was just thinking how lucky you are that i'm always here for you in your times of (laughs) need that's all i can think of i mean really when craig mish is up against it and he's got nobody else to turn to chances are I'm the guy. So it's nice to be at the bottom of the list, but hey, at least I made the cut. At least I get to walk through the velvet ropes with Craig Mish. Yeah, well, uh, well, thanks for coming on, Joe. And of course, you can catch Diamond Bets with Joe and Matt Stryker each and every Sunday, helping you get the winning edge on uh, betting on baseball. And I know that, Joe, look, this season has come with a lot of unders to begin the season. I know that a lot of low scoring games. We're seeing that tilt a little bit over the last 24 hours or so. And uh, I'm sure that in the midst of your NFL draft preparation and everything else that you've noticed the same thing, that pitchers have dominated. But I guess from a wagering perspective and from a betting perspective, I just hate to close my eyes and just continually blind bet something. But is that what needs to be done at this point until proven otherwise? Well, if you want to close your eyes to it, because I think every player and every game has uh, and deserves individual attention, but certainly the trend is strong enough. That's for sure. I think when, Uh, You're looking forward uh, right now and looking at what you've seen so far in baseball. It's hard to not take into account the youth that you've got, right? You've got a lot of rookies starting from day one, which everybody was really excited about. But that means a lot of green players in Major League Baseball, which means a lot of approach, a lot of strikeouts, a lot of issues there with them transitioning to Major League Baseball and Major League pitching. I think you've also got a situation in Major League Baseball where, you know, I do think the lockout has stunted some of the progress of some of the players there's no doubt about that in terms of what they're normally used to so whenever you throw off the routine of anybody i think that's something that you have to keep in mind and understand that but i think overall when you're looking at the approach it's definitely a problem it's problematic because of the number of strikeouts i have a great stat here from our major league baseball show today actually that we do on fantasy pros every day at noon 47 different players went 0 for 4 or 0 for 5 last night alone 18 of them went 0 for 4 with two or more strikeouts. So that's kind of a stunning number when you think about it. So what does that mean from the wagering market? I think that means it's something you want to approach where you keep looking for those strikeout totals on the pitchers and you keep pressing those overs wherever you can get them, wherever you get the best number there, 
you hammer those overs because right now the approach is let it fly and the lack of adjustment with two strikes is certainly a real problem. Yeah, the other part of this too is that, you know, Major League, Major League Baseball for the first time allowing 28 players to be on the roster and that's going to be whittled down next week to 26. So uh, the notion that all of these relievers are going to be able to come into games and get outs is pretty much going to be gone. Maximum amount of pitchers is going to be 14 pretty soon as well. So I mean, I think some adjustment is going to come, especially in the later innings. All right, let, let's focus on uh, one team in particular. And, you know, I'll just throw, you know, one of the better betting teams out there at the beginning of the season. It's got to be, uh, Joe, for sure, the Minnesota Twins. They had very low expectations mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. They ended up signing Carlos Correa. Uh, partially the reason is they've gotten some decent pitching. The other reason is obviously because Byron Buxton, when he's been on the field, he's been the best player in baseball. Um, White Sox, I, I mean, have been just such a disappointment. It's still very early. They've had a lot of injuries. But do you think that the Twins are, are a team to just kind of get in on at this point or eventually they sort of fall back, which is what most people thought at the beginning of the season. They've definitely overachieved, but maybe not. Maybe they're just good. Well, I think that, first of all, the White Sox are a team, and we actually talked about this on Sunday's show on Diamond Bets this past week, which is the White Sox watched this line because they were obviously the favorites there and they were minus money. If it starts to move into the plus with all these injuries that they've had between Aloya Menez missing significant time again and Luis Robert dealing with injury right now, they just got Giolito back on Sunday. Now, granted, he pitched great on Sunday when he did a huge strikeout total, I think it was just like four to third innings in that first start back. Lance Lynn being on the shelf. They've dealt with a ton of injuries already. So I think this is great because I still believe in the White Sox as that team in the American League Central. And the problem is you don't want to invest in them when they're minus money because you're, you're really not getting too much out of it. I would love to see the White Sox continue to fall back into this pack a little bit here in May as we turn the, the page into the month of May and then start to invest in them when they get to maybe a plus 200 or something like that to win this division. Now, your question about the Twins is interesting. And yeah, Byron Buxton has been outstanding. Byron Buxton, as great as he's been, still striking out a ton. I think the guy to really point to besides Buxton is Joe Ryan, who's been magnificent. I had Ariel Cohn on my show uh, earlier this year in draft season, and Ariel Cohn was just glowing, who does the ATC projections about Joe Ryan. And Joe Ryan being this guy who, who's, who could possibly make that next step into be that ace that you're always looking to draft in your fantasy leagues or even when you're playing DFS or making wagers on that maybe he's flying under the radar. People don't realize how good he is, but Joe Ryan's been that guy. The problem is who's after him. I don't know if I can believe in Dylan Bundy or, or Chris Archer or even Chris Paddock. Who I know had a pretty good start yesterday, but has struggled throughout his major league career after coming up initially and having a good run with the Padres. So I still continue to go back to the White Sox who have Dylan Cease, who have Giolito, who have Michael Kopech. Those arms eventually I think are going to win out. But it is fascinating to see the the Twins make this run. And I think it's also fascinating to see yet again another star like Carlos Correa struggle out of the gate early on in a big contract situation in a new city. Time and time again, Craig, we see this. And time and time again, people get excited, only get let down. I don't know when we're going to learn our lesson about these things, but it appears like we're not going to learn it with Carlos Correa this year either. Well, Correa does have an opt-out at the end of the season, so we'll see if he exercises that or if this is maintained. My guess is he would just accept the money next year, too, so that's for sure. Um, okay, so today in, in baseball, uh, Joe, there's you know a lot of you know barking back and forth. I'm sure you saw us with the Cardinals and Mets getting in a fight, sort of fight on the field. Hugging seemed to be more of what they were doing. <laughs> flag football, that seemed like that was kind of more of just grab the flag and tackle a guy on the ground. Um do, do you it, are the Mets real? Like, is this feel real? I feel like their pitching has been good. McGill has been a nice surprise. 
And, and you know, the, the guys are starting to hit. Marte looks like he was a great signing, too. But it's like every time I see the Mets get off to a good start, and by the way, they've gotten off to some good starts in the last few Aprils. Mm-hmm. Some crazy disaster hits eventually. But they're saying no. They're saying this is legit, and, and this feels like it's right. Does it feel right to you? Well, I think this team plays with a different intensity than some of those other Mets teams that did get off to good starts. I mean, the Mets were, what, last year? The team, I think, that held first place the longest only to miss the playoffs or something you know, atrocious like that. I mean, only the Mets can put up a stat and break a record like that. But this team does feel a little bit different from the intensity, especially the intensity level you're getting from the pitchers. When you have Max Scherzer, I think it changes not only the nights where he's out there, where everybody feels like you're going to get a W and in the stead of Jacob deGrom being out. I think that's very important to have that feeling that there's that guy every fifth day where you're like, we're going to win this game no matter what. And they typically do. Max Scherzer hasn't lost a start, I don't know, since the 90s, it feels like. It's been a very long time. It feels like he's been going since he loses a start. But I think that intensity level and then what you see when he's not pitching, when you have the pitchers come off the mound, he's the first guy talking to everybody. He's almost like another pitching coach there in the dugout with those guys. Also, when the opposing pitcher comes out of a game, they're talking about what went right and what went wrong. These little tiny meetings that they're having. Chris Bassett's another guy that's been very intense. And I thought that trade in particular was super important. I know they gave up some pieces in that trade, but having that other guy in that rotation as insurance for Jacob deGrom, and sure enough, they needed it sooner than later. To me, that's been huge for the New York Mets. So having Bassett and having uh, Max Scherzer, very important. Also, you know, having Francisco Lindor back on track, I think mentally and physically was huge for the Mets. And I, and I give a lot of credit to Buck Showalter because I think that's the kind of manager who can do that. And I think that's why managers are so important in baseball. And they, they aren't just button pushers. Look at what we learned from Dusty Baker, right? Old school baseball manager, Buck Showalter, and these guys that come into these situations and they win. And I don't think it's an accident. I think they realize that there's a human element to baseball still, no matter how computerized and how metric it gets. I think that's very important. And I think when you have guys like Lindor and Starling Marte who are so athletic and can help you produce runs, that's very important. I think when you look across town to the team like the Yankees, it's very station to station, right? And I think that offense, it's very station to station. You see the ebbs and flows great last night for a week. You're looking for runs right in between. So I think when you're looking at the Mets, their athleticism shines through. I think you like what they've done here with the starting rotation so far. When you acquire a guy like Chris Bassett, when you sign a pitcher like Max Scherzer, and if you do get Jacob DeGrom back for any significant period in the second half of this year, my goodness, that is a really tough rotation in a short series. I heard you in the last segment with Dane talking about the Atlanta Braves still being the team to beat. I agree with that. But I think in a short series, that Mets pitching, that potential Mets pitching especially, and Carrasco had a bad start today, but he's been pretty good as well. They were a yeah. really good rotation potentially in a playoff. Yeah, I mean, uh, Braves have to get Morton healthy to have any chance, but but Kyle Wright looks mm-hmm. legit. So, I mean, this is yeah. like a revelation of a player that's done nothing the last few years. He looks like an ace, which is what they when they drafted him. Um, next flag football game for you is when? Friday night, girls only, and then Sunday I've got the uh, the mixed third and fourth grade boys and girls. So uh, it's very important, you know, flag football season, baseball season, draft season. There's a lot of seasons to go around here. But the good news is I got a fast team. I'll tell you, for all you you dads or moms getting into coaching and flag football, you don't want the biggest kids. You want the fastest ones. That's what it's all about. Speed kills, Craig Mish. Speed kills. Yeah. Du- du- duly noted. I have my own uh, Little League experience going on. And uh, 
I can tell you, it's uh, you know, actually the smartest kids, I would say, in Little League Baseball. What do you know about the ones that end up winning? The kids that hit the, the furthest doesn't always win. you got to be smart the way you play. Uh, all right, Joe, we'll uh, catch up with you Sunday morning on Diamond Bets with Matt Stryker. Enjoy the draft, the NFL draft tomorrow night, too. We'll, we'll talk soon. Will do. All right, Joe Pizzapia with us. We'll take a quick break. Dane joins me back next here on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back in, everybody. Coast to Coast rolls on on a Wednesday. Dane Martinez and Craig Mish holding it down for Scotty and Carver. Hi, let's update the game going on in Major League Baseball right now. Craig, the Diamondbacks holding on to that one nothing lead. We are now in the seventh. You like the Dodgers before at plus 140. How about the Dodgers right now at plus 205? Still wow. down by a run in the seventh inning. I've already got gravy to play with, Craig, because Remember, Zach Gallen is now gone after his 90 pitches. He finished with five strikeouts. So the under mm. five and a half was a winner. But what do you think here, Craig? Now over two to one on your money. If you want to back the Dodgers coming back against the Diamondbacks, it is the bottom of the seventh. So the Dodgers only have six outs left. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the Diamondbacks have found their way to get to Ian Kennedy in the eighth and then Mark Melanson in the ninth. And while those while those pitchers are very good in their own right, I don't know. I don't know, Dane. I still I still think the Dodgers find a way to at least make this thing interesting. And then they get to extra innings. That's kind of the problem though with the runner on second in the extra inning rule, Dane, is that mm-hmm. it really does favor the home team at that point. Because if, if the team doesn't score in the top of the inning, you find all the bunting starting to happen in the bottom because they just them over. Get one yep. run in. So um but yeah. yeah, I mean it's I understand why the line is two oh five. I I understand that. 
All right. Well, I still think the Dodgers have a run or two left in them. We'll see. Do you think they're going to get shot? I don't think they're going to get shut out and lose last night to Arizona. We'll keep our eyes out on this one. But let's turn our attention to the rest of the action on the diamond tonight. First game I want to ask you about is the Padres in Cincinnati. I mean, the Reds have been absolutely putrid over the last couple of weeks with their losing streak, losing most of those games by multiple runs. So you could bet against them on the run line it's going to be Mackenzie Gore on the hill for the Padres talk to me about this kid Craig number one prospect in all of baseball and quite frankly part of the reason in my opinion that San Diego feels comfortable trading away Chris Paddock to Minnesota a ton of arms in San Diego Gore is one of them and the Padres as you can see here are minus 186 favorites in the great American small park tonight tell me um is the future as bright as everyone seems to think it is for Mackenzie Gore? Yeah, I mean, Gore's got three really strong pitches, and it's interesting that they have Blake Snell and, and Clevenger, and they're like non-factors on the Padres so far, Dane. You know, like they get right. those guys going, and that can really change things for them. But really the story is, again, if you consider the lack of runs being scored, uh, going into the season, Dane, it really if you thought about it, and, and I just gave you names on Cincinnati, like Jake Fraley, you know, just and you didn't know who they were, but you said, "Oh, they're playing in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to hit 30 home runs." I mean, Dane last right. weekend, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't have a single home run for three games there, and that that is going to crush that team because they just basically are playing to their part, figuring, "Hey, it doesn't matter who we have here; they'll all look like Nick Castellanos." And clearly, that is mm-hmm. not the case. But I would also say that Cincinnati, uh, Dane, is one of those teams also that went into the season with a very low season win total, I believe, below 70 that is actually playing even lower than that. Now, Pittsburgh has not had a really good start to their season, but conversely, Oakland's been okay. Baltimore had Mm -hmm. been okay. Colorado has been okay. And so, uh, look, the Reds are just taking it on the chin each and every night. I expect that to continue. Um, You know, they're really not playing with a lot of confidence. They had their owner come out and basically say that what what are his fans going to do? They're going to move. And then he retracted that comment last week, apologizing, saying he was, you know, didn't say the right thing, but... Inevitably, there's just no backing the Reds at this point. They look awful. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, In the longest road trip possible in the American League, the Seattle Mariners are flying all the way to Tampa to take on the Rays. And you were talking about how over the last, what, 24 hours, we've started to see some offense. I'm intrigued in this game by a total of seven and a half. Marco Gonzalez and Rasmussen on the hill for their respective teams. How do you see this one? Is seven and a half too low with these arms on the bump? No, because Rasmussen's going to open the game, and then in a normal situation when you have an opener on another Major League Baseball team, you would think, oh, this is let's pound the over here. But the Rays are going to throw like 15 pitchers out there tonight, Dane. This is not going to be a fun mm. game to watch. Conversely, for Seattle, the thing with Marco Gonzalez is that the platoon splits will show that right-handed hitters are really going to mash him, and the Rays can mix it up a little righty-lefty, but... To me, they tend to be a little bit better when they go against right-handed pitchers against the left. Remember, Lau is probably their their uh, their top performer as far as from that side. Um, so, look, with, with the situation with Seattle, you're right. They're on the road. You know where they're going to go after this day, and they're going here to, to Miami after this trip to Tampa mm. Bay. Uh, I'm, I'm a believer in what Seattle is doing. They have the best pitcher thus far in the American League in Logan Gilbert. I don't know if that's going to continue all season long. Chris Flexen has been good for them again. And uh, this guy, Ty France, who they acquired from San Diego, ironically, a couple of years ago, he has been on fire to start the year. So 
I think you got a close game here and a little plus money, probably the way to go. All right, Colorado, the Rockies in the city of brotherly love tonight to take on the Phillies. We were talking earlier in the show how Colorado was throwing the ball all over the yard, making mistakes last night. Does it change for them tonight in Philadelphia? Suarez on the hill for the Phillies. Can the Rockies kind of come back there? Plus 188. Tasty prices here for some of the dogs tonight. What do you think? Colorado, Philadelphia, Craig. Yeah, yeah, total is eight and a half here. Ranger Suarez, who was so good last year for Philadelphia, hasn't gotten out of the fifth inning in any game this season. So uh, with the way that Philadelphia seems to be turning around a little bit offensively, and there's a reason why they're minus 225 on the money line, I think the over is in play. Dane, if we started the season okay. and it was Colorado at Philadelphia and we didn't know anything going into tonight before the year, and I said pick a total between the Rockies and Phillies, on April the 27th, 2022, you would have said, oh, 10, 11, 12. Their offense got off to mm -hmm. a poor start. But Castellanos yeah. is starting to hit a little bit. Uh, Harper, despite the injury that he has, is still able to be the DH. The one thing that you want to do with this, and obviously during the show it's kind of hard to look at starting lineups, is before pounding it over like this, just make sure all the dudes are in the lineup before you do that. But that right. would be my recommendation is over the 8.5. No, absolutely. You do have to wait to see when the lineups actually come out to see if they are at full strength. Another game that we want to talk about is in the Boogie Down Bronx, where the Baltimore Orioles are there tonight. Jordan Montgomery on the bump for the Yankees, and the Yankees big-time favorites here, Craig. Minus 250 that has since moved to minus 260. I think the way I would play this is just wait and hope the Orioles get out to an early lead so I can then come back on the Yankees at a more palatable number in the Bronx. What do you say about this one? I mean, is that right? Dane, did I just see their total is eight in this game? Is that correct? Yes. Orioles? Eight Yankees on the number. The eight on the number in the Bronx. I, yes. mean that, I mean, another number. I mean, it just shows you what they think of the early season struggles for some of these teams. You know, Baltimore got off to this nice start, Dane, and then John Means is now out for the year. They placed one of their other starting pitchers on, on the injured list. I think that the good feelings for Baltimore are about to go away. Uh, you know, Rizzo coming off the night that he had last night. I, I understand what mm -hmm. you're saying. Live may be the way to go here, but I, I think that this, these totals are too low, man. I, I think at some point okay. these are going to pop. A Yankees-Orioles game is, is an eight? I mean, is it cold there, it Dane, is today? in the Bronx. <laughs> like to... No, it is not. It is your normal late April in the 50s or 60s. It is not that bad, and the ball will still be flying out to the short porch in right. If you want over on the 8 with the Yankees and O's, I can only imagine what you think of the 8.5 north of the border in the Rogers Center as the Boston Red Sox take on the Blue Jays in Toronto. These are offenses that can get it done, and we're not seeing the aces of these staffs as it's Michael Walker going for the Bo Sox, Ross Stripling for the Blue Jays. I mean, you seem to be wanting to go over all of these totals at eight, eight and a half. Is this another one? This is one where I believe runs could be scored tonight. Yeah, well, this is one that's a little bit dangerous because you never know what could happen in the first five innings, but I can tell you I know what's going to happen after that, and the Red Sox bullpen, Dane, is just getting obliterated over the last week. Yeah. So. This is a live bet for me where it just okay. simply doesn't matter what the total is. I'm going to wait a few innings, hope the score is really close and low after two or three, and then pound the over at that point. I, I mean, the Red Sox bullpen, I don't know what is going on. I think their area is like six for the, at the bottom of the league. Mm -hmm. Stunning. Good team, too. 
So, so let me ask you this. I want to push further on that, right? So you're talking about doing it for the totals. Are you, because of a bad bullpen in Beantown, are you also looking at games maybe live when the Red Sox are up and being willing to take their opponents plus money? Let's say the Red Sox are up 3-1 in the sixth. You know, their opponent is going to be a good plus 2, 250, like we're seeing with the Dodgers now. Are those opportunities live as well, fading bad bullpens you've seen so far like Boston? Yeah, it could be. And also, let, let's also keep in mind one of, I mean, he's not a key player, uh, Dane, but one of their bullpen arms was not eligible for the series because of the vaccination and, and Tanner Houck was not oh, available. Yeah. So, North of the border. you know, I mean, that's got to be part of the reason why that they're not pitching well is just because they're being taxed too much. And so, you know, I mean, does that factor in in a bet, like a, like a huge lean on a game? I mean, not so much, but I do think that's sort of what you're seeing here is is the deficit of just not being at full strength with their pitching. No, I think that's fair. You know, I just wonder if you have more of an opportunity there because you are willing to see that Boston would maybe give up some runs in the late innings. Right. You may be able to take advantage of live betting in that one as well. Down in Hotlanta, the Cubs are there with Mark Leiter Jr. going up against Charlie Morton, the presumptive ace of the Braves staff here. And he certainly must be the ace because Atlanta is a big number tonight. Minus 220. It's gone down a little bit live. It's minus 205 right now. What do you think about this one? Another total of eight down there in the launching pad in Hotlanta. Yeah, I'm not a huge Mark Leiter Jr. fan, but I think you have to take the plus 180 here and just fade what you've seen from Charlie Morton. I mean, I don't think he's hurt. I think it's just a bad start for him. He's one of my okay. favorite pitchers. He's a gutty guy, Dane, and he's right. reinvented himself. But... I mean, something is off with him, man. He just doesn't look right. His ERA is over six. He hasn't pitched well in almost any game this season. So this this is one where I got to take my shot. I don't know if this goes over the total, Dane, but after five innings, if the score is 3-3, I kind of like the Cubs, mm. man. Like I, 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 and, and again, I like the Braves a lot more than the Cubs, but Charlie, Charlie you know, ground Plus chuck has not been ground chuck this season. It's been tough. Plus 172 if you want to take a stab with the good old Cubbies right there on the money line. Last game we're going to talk about in this segment. The Angels are at home to take on, and i got to get this right, the Guardians. And here's what's interesting about this one. We got Shohei Otani on the hill for the Halos tonight. And I have noticed here, at least last season, Craig, that on nights when Otani pitches, he doesn't hit as well. His batting average last year was way down. His performance way down. Down on nights when he was pitching are you expecting some of the similar things tonight in Anaheim Angels heavy favorites against the Guardians yeah my recommendation is is when Otani's on the mound it's a pass for you because like Tom Brady like Notre Dame like Alabama you're paying a tax on Otani Dane in every game that yep. he pitches whether he is good or he is bad people are going to bet Otani no matter what the books have to adjust for that my advice, there are better games to bet on the board than a minus 220, and I don't trust Cleveland either, so it's a stay away. All right, fair enough. Other games on the board tonight. We got Milwaukee and Pittsburgh, Detroit in Minnesota after that walk-off win last night, mm -hmm. and the Houston Astros in Texas to take on the Rangers in an AL West battle. When we come back, though, Craig and I are going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of Coast to Coast. We'll get one final thought from Craig, and I'll tell you what team could actually be quarterback shopping early tomorrow night in the draft. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back in, everybody. Coast to coast wrapping up today on a Wednesday. Dane Martinez and Craig Mish in for the guys. And, Craig, earlier in the show, we said what an opportunity. The Dodgers were on the live line, plus 150. We saw them over 2-1. to one. And on the strength of a run in the top of the eighth, the Dodgers have tied the score at 1. And, Craig, now they move all the way back to favorites, minus 128. You could get the plus money on Arizona if you want and walk away after your listening and watching experience with Coast to Coast with plus money on both sides, and you can get an extra scoop of ice cream for dessert. That's how you do it, betting live, Craig. Yeah, I feel really good to give one decent piece of advice on Coast to Coast in the final hour of uh, of the show. Hopefully that ended up working. I know that you do a great job, of course, tonight on In Game Live and all the shows that you're on. Uh, But listen, live betting is something that I can't wait to have come legally here to Florida so I can follow this on a nightly basis like you guys do. No, absolutely. And then the draft is going to be on and popping tomorrow night. We are going to have wall-to-wall coverage here on SportsGrid. Gabe and Cam will be doing game-time decisions from the MGM Grand. Scott and Mike Carver will be doing coast-to-coast from the MGM Grand. And then when the draft is going on, my boy Blue, Mike Blewett, Joe Lisi, the consigliere Dave Sharapan will be on the set at the MGM GM Grand and some guy, what's his name? Oh, Dane Martinez will be holding it down at Studio 34, giving you all the angles on the NFL draft. And Craig, how bad do we think uh, Goodell gets booed in Vegas to open the show tomorrow night? Yeah, I got it at about like uh, 72 decibels over under on FanDuel. 
I think that's about right. You got to go 72 and a half, though. You know, you can't get caught on the number. We don't want to push. But it has been a ton of fun the last three hours spending it with you, Craig. You can catch Craig on Newswire, on FST. You can see me later on tonight on In Game Live. The guys will be back here for Coast to Coast tomorrow. Thanks, Craig, for hanging out with me today, giving people the winning edge on the grid. All right, thanks. Later. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.